It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, it's Josh. Hi, and it's Joe. And you're about to listen to another great episode of the movies that made me. Uh, just want to give you a heads up. Many of the movies. Occasionally, we'll talk about something that's pretty obscure and has never come out on video. Most of the movies we talk about on the show are available at MoviesUnlimited.com, which is the movie collector's website. Yeah, don't waste your time streaming or looking for your favorites on TV. You can own them. Physical media, babies. Yes, go to the TrailersFromHell.com website, click the Movies Unlimited banner on the website, and you can buy your favorites from them, or go right to MoviesUnlimited.com. Shipping is always free on orders over $50. Movies, movies, movies. The world is not made of atoms. It is made of movies. This is The Movies That Made Me with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. We finally got around to you. Yes, finally got around. <laughs> Story of my life. Story of my uh, life. Yeah, I'm down. To, I'm yeah, 120. Down on 120. <laughs> so you guys I must know each other. At the top. No, we've never oh, met. Never no, met. Never How met. does that happen? I mean, no, the, the, you were. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm right in the middle of the movie, which is why I had trouble connecting with you because I was trying to watch the whole thing before. We did uh, this. Instead, I only got uh, halfway through, but it's really good. I don't you think? I yes. thoroughly enjoyed it. I was very impressed. So this this kid Spindel has got the got the goods. You think? Well, yeah, but I mean, I couldn't find him on uh, on Wikipedia. Does he have? Is this his first movie? It's his first feature. Yeah, he's been really? doing shorts. Wow, doing shorts and doing some writing. Uh, it's, time it's, and gigs. it's very assured and um, looks great. Uh, and the stories are good, and I, you yeah. know, I, I, I've, I've done a number of these. Um, you know. Uh, now wait a minute. You know what? He interviewed you, Joe. He did. Oh. Yeah, he interviewed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on here. I got the email right here. Uh, oh, it says he talks about your nightmare cinema in Erie, Indiana. Here it is. I actually interviewed him for a short documentary I made called "We Come in Pieces: The Rebirth of Horror An- of the Horror Anthology." <laughs> if only I could remember which one that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that ever came out. First time I heard about it. Well, he's very, he's very, he's very talented, and I'm sure he's going to go far. But but it's rare for to do an anthology with all the same director. Like, right. Romero did right. it, but you know it, it's not often done. Yeah. <laughs> And of course you were, and of course you were great in your, your uh, Uncle Creepy outfit. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. You were having too much fun, sir. Was, <laughs> I was having a lot of fun. Uh, having a lot of fun. Clearly. Oh, by the way, and I also I wanted to ask. We should mention you. the name of the movie, by the way. Nah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. The Mortuary. Why would we collection. do that? Why would we do that? The Mortuary Collection. 
Yes, no, it's terrific, terrific, uh, terrific movie. It's an anthology. It's uh, beautifully directed, and yeah, the stories are fantastic and and funny and different. Um, and and where, where was the shot? Astoria. Astoria. That's the Flavel. The house behind me is the Flavel Mansion in uh, Astoria, Oregon. Oh, yeah. It looks. It looked northwest. Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it kind of has that spooky fishing village, and it, the story is kind of perfect because there's never any sun there, and it you know <laughs> it rains most days, and most yeah. days it's that sort of mist right at the mouth of the Columbia River. You know, it's the they call it the graveyard of the Pacific because it, you know the Columbia River is such a such a horrible navigation site. Now they've dredged it out now, but back in the day, like, you know, there was all sorts of shipwrecks and sailors dying. I mean, it was bad news. Ghosts. Yeah. Terrible ghosts. Lewis and Clark have a, have a, uh, uh, a plaque on the other side. You can, and they, you can see, and they move the, you can see these plaques, these little things on the other side, on the Washington side. And they, they move like, uh, they move like maybe a mile in a month because the weather and everything is so bad. They talk about how they almost die a billion times. It's 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 a great it's a great corner of the country, by the way. It's one of my favorite places ever. It is a yeah. I I'm I'm obsessed with that part of the world, um, and it's because of TV. Really, it was Twin Peaks sort of um, yeah woke me up to how uh, fantastic and evocative and moody that area is. Um, but it's a thrill to have you, man. We're we're here with. Uh, we should tell people if you if you can't tell if you haven't picked up by the conversation and you can't tell by that voice, uh, we're talking to Clancy Brown. And honestly, if I just ran you through even half of your credits, so many we'd be genre out of town. So I mean, yeah, and I didn't realize because I remember you from Bad Boys. I didn't realize that was your first movie. That was like yeah. You know, you were already you already felt like someone I had seen in half a dozen movies at that point. But oh, um, okay. uh, he's the Kurgan. He's um, I, I also had forgotten. I guess I had heard this. What's going on with the goon? You're the voice of the goon. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I, I worked with uh, it, that was something Paul uh, Paul Giamatti and I did um, for those guys as a, as a sort of a proof of concept kind of yeah. animation thing and. And then, I, you know, since I've worked with Paul a couple of times and, you know, he's always asked me, he says, what's going on with the goon? I want to do the goon. And yes, speaking of Giovanni, yes, you're on you're on Billions, which I've had this strange relationship with the show. I've watched every episode. And for the longest time, I couldn't tell if I was hate watching it or love watching it. And honestly, <laughs> right. it was when you showed up where I was like, all right, all right. I'm I, hate watching. I have to. Own <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hate watch. I love that show so much. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm I'm hoping you'll come back and cause more havoc. In the I'm I'm sure Brian and David would be happy to hear that. It's uh, yeah, no, it's it's marvelous stuff. But um, as we always say, we are uh, we don't care about you. We're not here to talk to you about you. Right on. <laughs> cool. um, although the Mortuary Collection is great and it's uh, on Shutter. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this, it's Halloween week. It's a great, great, great Halloween movie. Um, and Clancy, you're going to talk to us about uh, something that is thematically appropriate. Is that correct? Yeah. Let's talk about some scary movies, man. Yeah. You, let's uh, talk about some scary movies. You know, you, you sent me down the rabbit hole, Josh. You totally sent me down the rabbit hole when you said, you know, let's talk about some scary movies, some movies that scared you when you were a kid. 
And like I, I grew up in this little town in the Midwest and they had Saturday matinees for the kids. Like we would, it's, it's so little rascals, old timey stuff. I mean, <laughs> I can't even believe it when I talk about it, but we would go down to this theater called the Gloria. That was this, you know, the only place in town that was, um, that was actually, what's that? Remind me later. Sorry. The only place in town that was actually um, air conditioned for the, for the longest time. And I went down, I, we, we, every Saturday we'd see like some, some matinee movie, you know, I saw stuff like General Ben there and I saw stuff like, uh, uh, you know, Gone in 60 Seconds, uh, the original one, which was a weird matinee to see. But, but, I, but I remember a couple, there was, I remember three in particular. The first one was The Green Slime. The Lonely, Helpless Earth. 21st century, the world of the future, and lurking beyond the cold, strange immensity of conquered space, growing and spreading beyond the warped imagination of the greatest human intellect, exploding in unspeakable horror, the green slime. The civilized world at war with alien form, whose slimy touch means instant, horrible death. Invaders from beyond the stars, the green slime. Richard Jekyll, yeah. with that, with the Kinji, uh, what was his name? Yeah. yeah, right. Who who directed it? Who like I? You know, when I finally directors. sort of right when I finally sort of got into into movies and started making a study of it, I realized, wow, this guy is the greatest director in Japan history. When you <laughs> realized it, he did, the guy who did Green Slime also did Battle Royale. The Battle Royale, right, right. It's, 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 it's great. And then uh, the other one was, uh, uh, let's see, Green Slime, and then it was um, uh, 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 Tarzan and, the three and his Three Challenges or something like that, mm -hmm. where Woody Strode played Played the the guy that sent him on the mission. Uh, he played the king, the dying king of a of a of some kingdom in the jungle, and and then he also played his his own brother, who was the evil guy in it. And so, our, our, I think uh, I, I can't remember who the who the Jack Tarzan Mahoney. was. Was it Jock Mahoney? Was the was the Tarzan then? And Jock and 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 Woody had this battle on on ropes, right? Like a ropes with boiling water boiling oil underneath and it you know it's when i'm 10 years old or however i however old i was when i saw that i couldn't imagine a more horrible way to die this <laughs> is to fall and be in combat and fall in ropes and and be boiled in oil and i think that actually happened to woody unfortunately in in, in that episode one of them um, one of the woodies uh and he's so great woody strode is such such a yeah fantastic underrated actor yeah uh, and and i think, I'm trying, know, I don't think my wife no she had seen him in a couple of things but she'd never quite seen him before and we watched the professionals a couple of weeks ago yeah. and his introduction is he rides up and he's got a bandit tied to the back of his horse and he's wearing just a vest and he's got those incredible muscles that he gets off right. and nancy just sits up in her chair and goes whoa who's this who's that? <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah it was incredible spectacular
and uh, uh, the other the third one. Oh, the third one was Dracula, Prince of Darkness, which I oh, may wait, have seen I wanna, first. I want to go back to Green Slime for a minute, though. You're okay, you're, you're, you're like ten or so. Is that what you're? you're yeah, I, I forget when it came out. I, I want to think nine, but it might have been yeah, old by the time you saw it. Yeah, I want to think it was a little. I was probably a little older than that by but the time you, I saw it. And and have you seen it since as an adult? No. No. Oh, okay. So, what what did you make anything. of it? Were you were you? Uh... Well, I was totally into the effects for sure. You know, there were the that that Ultraman kind of you know miniatures and effects and stuff. But I remember thinking that it's a, like it's a it's a it's an environmental kind of movie, right? It's like one of those uh, you know humans humans push the envelope of of right. of natural order and natural law and uh, it comes back and bites us in the ass and i remember thinking how how could we ever overcome a creature that 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 uh, uh that spawns itself from its own blood and eats energy and then em you know emits energy how could we ever do that sorry about my background eating me <laughs> that's great i'm watching that's my great. You know, how could we ever overcome that? And then there's selflessness, right? The selflessness of Jekyll at the end when he, you know, that sort of, you know, American sacrifice for the for the greater good by destroying, like, spoiler. You yeah, know. you got a statute of limitations. Okay, can, can, can I spoil it? Can yeah, I spoil you can it? spoil it, yeah. Yeah, by, by, by diving the, the space station into the atmosphere and burning up because that's the only thing that'll kill him is actual actual fire. Right. Right. I just, I'm, I'm curious because it, it, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it as a, as a really little kid and it was one of those things, yeah, right? you know, like, like the Batman 66, which is still my favorite version. You know, you're <laughs> seven years old and you're like, this is serious stuff, man. This is That's amazing. Right. This is thrilling. And then you go back and you see it as an adult because green slime is hilarious. Yeah. Watch it out intentionally. So <laughs> it's got that same, but it's got such a great theme song. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We'll have to play it here. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so I'm interested in, in, yeah, if you have, so you haven't seen it again. No, I haven't. I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't revisit that. Oh, I would. Highly, there's a gorgeous the, the, blue the ray. Monsters it looks are, amazing. They don't, they're not even slimy. <laughs> they're just no. guys in rubber suits. Yeah, they're, they're guys in very, rubber suits. Not they're very like... interesting rubber suits. These yeah. are terrible <laughs> objections to a great movie, Joe. I'm sorry. American <laughs> Daleks. They're, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I uh, I love that film as a child and an adult, yeah. and I will I will fight Joe the next time. I'm All right, good. It. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody else knows about it. Maybe oh, yeah. I will go back and visit. I don't know. Yes. Maybe I'll show it. my 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 kids. One's twenty five. One's seventeen. They they they're always you know now they're they're actually almost fully human beings, and so they <laughs> you know whenever I tell them about the certain movies or that I've done or that I love, they, they just look at me, give me that side eye all the time. <laughs> this will be a great side eye movie. What, what is, this is, this is a terrible idea. You may not have an answer. Is, is there anything you've ever told them about where you got that look and then later it turned out to be like Shawshank Redemption or something where you could just go told you. Oh, what do you mean? The side eye look? Yeah. Um, no, because there's no, there's no, you know, I'm always dad. I'm always, you know, my, my, my daughter. So I'm, yeah, I'm always wrong. And my daughter recently saw Bad Boys and she she said, ah, you were hot. 
<laughs> she said this is a this is 80s schlock you know you know reagan era uh you know uh war on drugs kind of uh rhetoric going on here right. you know you know because she's offered offered the defunding police and reforming prisons and stuff like that she's right. very 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 politically sensitive but um yeah i said yeah i'm sorry you know <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, why would you be more discriminating age? when you got your first was, movie? Yeah, <laughs> to hold out for something good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was your age. I needed to make a dime. Oh, that's oh. hilarious. Um, well, tell her I, I it's, it's, yeah, I, I, she's probably right, but it's still a great film. Yeah, yeah I thought it was good. So, yeah, yeah that's an amazing performance. Holy cow. Um, well, give us, give us another one from your. Uh... All right, he, so... he, got, he got to Dracula, Prince of Dark. That's right. He was just in a yeah, cut him so... off. I'm terrible with it. Right, so Dracula, Prince of Darkness. At this lonely crossroad in the Carpathian Mountains, four travelers find themselves abandoned at nightfall by a local coach driver who was afraid to go any further. There's no driver. A coach with horses that knew the way, a table laid for four. Was this kindly hospitality? Isn't your master joining us for dinner? No, sir. I'm afraid not. Is he indisposed? He's dead. Why should a dead man be interested in entertaining guests? Dracula, Prince of Darkness, King of the Vampires. For ten years, his mortal remains were cherished by his faithful servant, awaiting the opportunity and a victim to provide the life force for the reincarnation of Dracula. Which is, I, I think it was a huge hammer hit. I think it was one of the huge hammer hits because I know the Frankenstein was, but that one got me because of the opening where they, where the, uh, uh, the Butler, whoever it is, the, the Renfield kind of character, uh, drugs one of the guys and then drags him over and then hauls him up upside down like a pig and cuts his throat. And I remember just being so horrified at that as a little kid. And that one, I was a little kid. I was maybe, you know, uh, late single digits, early double digits and it, that just shocked the hell out of me i don't remember anything else about that movie <laughs> except that because i was so i was so horrified at that and then i've i've gone on imdb and looked it up and that's the trailer that is that scene <laughs> that's the trailer the most horrible part of the movie is now the trailer so i never all the christopher lee movies sort of i can never ディフォレンシアルのタイトルイズダッイズダッワンオフディアプルーフワンジョーオーユーディアプルーフワンジョーオーユーディアプルーフワンジョーオーユーディアプルーフワンジョーオーユーディアプルーフワンジョーオーユ
Yeah. 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 For sure. But how, how many more did he come back and do after that? Well, he kept he kept trying to get away, and then every time he would get away, they'd say, "Do you know how many people are counting on you here for their jobs? And if you don't do this movie, they'll all lose their their pensions." And, oh, you know, wow! And they kind of guilted him into doing a whole bunch of it. <laughs> can I? Can Good I? For him, a union man. I like that. I like that. Every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. Pull me back. <laughs> Wrong Dracula. Well, I know, but come on. <laughs> Artistic. He was scary looking though, man. He yeah. had bloodshot eyes. No, he was a good dragon. Yeah, and he's nine feet tall. And yeah. you know, it was the it problem was... was they kept they kept conceiving the movies and then sort of working around the fact that he was in them. And so he his parts would get smaller and smaller. And eventually there'd be stories that they just sort of shoehorned him in, you know, oh well, yeah, we'll have Dracula in this scene and this scene and this scene. Um and and toward the end they got a little a little lumpy. But um uh, the, the Frankenstein series, by comparison, is more interesting because the stories are more interesting every every episode. Oh, really, I'm not. I'm I'm way more familiar with the Dracula ones. I'm, I'm not. Uh... The Frankenstein's are good. Um, what was the first Hammer? What was the first Hammer Frankenstein? That was the Curse of Frankenstein, which I saw when I was, I don't know, what ten maybe. Uh, it, was, it was horrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. And I had never seen a Frankenstein movie because they weren't on television by then. This is the first Frankenstein movie oh, right. I've ever seen. And it was in color. And it was really gory. And, you know, as, I, as I've often said, it's astonishing how popular these movies were because they're all period pictures. Right. And, you know, today to get kids to sit through period pictures is like impossible. But my whole generation, the, the first it was the Hammer pictures, which were always in Victorian times. And then there were the Roger Corman Poe pictures, which were also period. And they were right. all very popular. And it was like nobody was the kids. We just sort of didn't, didn't mind that they were not taking place. Now, was that was that? You think you think the horror had to be in a different time and place? No, back I just in the think day? they. I, no, I don't think it had to that, be. But that that's but, what made it palatable. Then, well, because then they, when then you got into the psycho ripoffs, you know, those were all contemporaries because the because slasher type movies were were contemporary movies. But you know, except for Jack the Ripper, they didn't really do much period slashing. Right. And then every now and then you'd bring like Dracula to the contemporary world. And that was. Well, they moved it up when they did Dracula AD 72. Yes. Dracula, this is the satanic rites of Dracula. Then then he came to the modern age. But did you like, what about the Palance Dracula? Did you ever see that Palance Dracula? Uh, That was Dan Dan Curtis. He did a a couple of TV ones. Yeah. He did one and Louis Jardin did one. Um, I mean, everybody has a crack at Dracula. What's your what's turn. the one? Your turn soon. What's yeah? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. What is what is the one where he uh, he hides behind the pseudonym of uh, Alucard? And well, that's notices. son of Dracula. That's okay. All right. Um, even as a kid, I knew what that was. That was very. <laughs> it was so obviously a backwards name. <laughs> Alucard. I I've, I've never liked Dracula as much as I uh, as I like Frankenstein. I don't know why. I mean, there, there's a couple of Draculas, like Christopher Lee's, like Prince of Darkness, struck me as is pretty horrible, and and Palance's was pretty over the top and wonderful to watch. But you know, all the all the other ones, the ones that are more Bram Stokery. What did what did you think? What did you think of what did you think of Coppola's? Uh, it's it was sumptuous, you know, but it wasn't. It was. I, I thought it was kind of. I don't know, kind of boring. <laughs> It's more <laughs> I mean, it looked nice, you know, but uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, 
that, that's I, I never like anything that I that I could have been in. I never like it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you feel about yeah. things that you are in? Is that uh... I hate those even more. <laughs> Except this one. Except this one. Except this new one. Yes. Yeah. On Shutter right now, wherever uh, movies are streamed. Right. Um, Although I got to say, Coppola's Dracula has my favorite Keanu Reeves line reading of all time when he says, "Alas, (laughs) alas, I fear Dracula has outsmarted us again." (laughs) (laughs) Of him so much. The Bill and Ted reading. That's that's what he's Uh. doing in that film. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, what's what's next, Clancy? What do you? Well, oh, uh, another chiller scary, from your childhood. Scary movies. Um, oh, you know what was great? And uh, Joe, you can, I want you to go off on this. The Haunting. God, it knows I'm here. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. Now look, Doc, we're buddies, okay? But don't try to convert me. I'm trying to prepare you. My name's Markway, Dr. Markway, a scientist interested in the supernatural. The unnatural, if you like. I came to Hill House to find the key to another world. Assisting me in this exploration of the unknown was Eleanor, Nell, who could look back into the past, and Theo, something of a witch who could see into the future. This is Luke, who didn't believe in anything, until evil, patient and waiting, made him change his mind. Oh, yeah. Did you see it in the theater? Still scary. Still scary. I don't think so. I, oh. I, I think I saw it on TV. Yeah. But, yeah, and talking about sequels, why, you know, why don't they ever work? Well, remakes. You know? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remakes. The, 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 the remake of The Haunting is, is a particularly egregious example of why pictures shouldn't be remade. <laughs> well, but also Robert Wise, for crying out loud. I mean. Well, yeah, and also it was in black and white. And it, you know, it's, it's it's very classical and it's very psychological. And the remake was just all about special effects, you know, right. CGI, which isn't isn't scary unless you're paying for it. God, that's right. I'm literally I'm going. Why am I not? I had blanked that out. I even saw the remake in a theater for no, some. No, it has a good cast. I couldn't remember it's, a thing. Yeah, it just it just it's just a lump. It just sits there. It's, yeah. It doesn't work. And it's and because it's so, of the effects, you think. Well, I, it's largely because of that. It's because it's so heavy and so uh, kind of pretentious. But also, it's there's this need. Uh, there's this one scene where the actress says, "It's all about family," you know, and you realize, well, it's a Spielberg picture, so of course it's about family. But you know, it's not. You can't just shoehorn that crap into everything. You know, it's right. like this is supposed to be a scary movie. It just, yeah, it felt. I like think they- it was doomed. I, I don't. I just don't think it was the right group of people to. To do that, and I, I don't see the point. You well, know, so I don't know if you could make it anymore. I mean, 
Who can well, make it? You know, the, 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 the guy named J.A. Bayona did a picture called The Others with uh, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. which is a scary ghost movie. Uh, it was made in 2001, I think, and it was it was quite good. And he was he obviously had taken his lessons from the, the Robert Wise and Al Luton school. But now I just I read they're remaking that, you know, and it's like, oh, it's, really? it's 2001. Our chases. <laughs> I mean, who needs it? Who needs another one? It was fine the first time. Hey, well, where the, where the original ideas? There are there aren't yes. <laughs> the original movies. The mortuary are the one on Shutter right now. As that nobody that nobody wanted to nobody wanted to make that nobody wanted to make it. There, uh, how'd so, you get it made? So what about the kid? Oh, um, well, I didn't get it made. I Ryan made it, and but he how, was did, with, the, with the financing and all it. Well, he had done a short called "The Babysitter Murders," which is the penultimate. Um, which comes back in this one, yeah. story of this anthology, and and uh, he did that as a proof of concept because it had only a few cast members and stuff like that. And it could show his his style and his understanding of story and his understanding of movie making. And it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty well done. Is the done same short. narrative as the as the one that ends up in the? Because that yes. was yes. So he made he made he made this movie around his short. He, well, he he had had apparently he had had. This is not what I know, but the story he tells is he had had the script, he had had the idea for the anthology, and he decided to make the short in order to get funding. Right. And he made the short, and he went out and it won a lot of awards at festivals and stuff. And he could not get he could not get the whole movie made. Uh, finally, one of the you know some some young assistant at one of the houses they went to uh, Allison. Um, it's a producer oh. credit. I, I remember seeing yes. it, but I don't remember. Yes. Uh, uh, she, she, uh, she called him up and said, I, I, you know, I got, I got a little bit of money. You want to try to make this? And he said, yeah, let's do it. And so they went around for a couple of years and made, made the shorts that they had to make. Mm, okay. And, uh, you oh, know, so it, was shot it, over a, it was shot over a longer period. Right, right, oh. right. And uh, I, I'm not sure when I rolled into it in this in this year long production schedule that they had. But yours but, is the uh, framing story, right? When I rolled into it, I it was it was all right there. There's only one story that changed, and that was the opening story, hmm. and because uh, they wanted to shorten it up, and um, it's still it, you know it's still a long movie by today's standards. It is 170. But, but I think it. I think it holds together pretty well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, uh, and the babysitter murder is just without without uh, spoiling it at all. It works just on the surface level of what it is, and it does some very I just I some really clever stuff that you smack yourself in the head and go, how come I didn't see that coming? And that's right. all I'm going to say. But it's wasn't that the uh, work the original working title for Halloween? Halloween, yes, it was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There you go. And they're I mean, basically yeah. watching Halloween on TV, although it's right, 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 right. Yeah, so it's, it, it is acknowledged. There's, there's a lot of a lot of levels working on this movie. If if you're a, if you're a genre fan, if you're a horror fan, then you know it, it, after you see it the first time and you get all the gags, right? You know, because that's the thing about horror movies. We we watch them and then we get all the frights and we get all the gags and we see all the blood. Then we watch them again and we realize, oh wait a minute, that guy was in the other one and there's a thing and then uh, the babysitter murders. That's what uh, Carpenter wanted to call Halloween and uh, but you know you start seeing all these Easter eggs and all these uh, little little homages and all these little connective tissue 
that's you know that's why I liked it. It was sort of all over the place. There was always something underneath the surface. Yeah, it is. It is fun, and it's it's got some scares. <laughs> it has got some genuine scares too. It's like don't, don't want to play really, up the fun. It's of also it. got a really good music score, and it's yep. uh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Right. and and some yeah, great original songs, great by the way, because I found myself constantly whenever a song came on, grabbing my Shazam and going, "Who is this band?" I didn't check them out. Mondo Clearly, boys. they're original. Yeah, right. yeah, it was really good. Yeah, Mondo Boy. They're friends. Um, they're all friends. All these young people. These damn kids. These uh, damn kids are all friends. <laughs> So back to our list. Yeah, back to that. So, so I started thinking about you know, the rabbit hole, and um, and I realized my dad, who's still around, he's ninety two, going to be ninety three this year. Oh wow! He when when I would talk to him about movies, he's he was never he just went to movies. He didn't know anything about movies. He said the scariest movie he ever saw was the original Frankenstein, which he saw in the theaters. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. To shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! To prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein! Don't touch that! So he was born in born in twenty seven. So he's a kid. Oh wow, he so was he the was, target. He was, a, he was a little kid when he saw it. Uh, you know, because it was in release for a while, mm-hmm. and he said that was absolutely the scariest thing he ever saw, and he never wanted to see another another Frankenstein movie in his life. <laughs> but you go back and you see, you know, especially the Karloff Frankenstein's, James Whale. Like, what would James Whale do these days? I mean, that guy. What the heck? Yeah. He was so ahead of his time. He was, and it's amazing they let him get away with what he got away with, you know? You have to look at those movies and imagine, like with King Kong, you have to imagine that, you know, there has never been, watch this movie as if there has never been anything like it before. Never. Right. And try to imagine what the impression was that audiences had of, of the first Frankenstein, the first Dracula, and, and King Kong. I mean, these were areas that movies didn't usually go into and much less hollywood movies and uh and the 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 whole the whole uh emphasis on death is something that people just shied away from they didn't want to talk about death death was like no i don't want to talk about that i don't want to think about it It scares me you know (laughs) and so you know to bring somebody back from the dead or to make something out of dead people and have scenes in I mean, the censors were like, you know, pulling their hair before the code came in. I'd be like, like, oh my God, another scene in a cemetery. You know, it's, it's horrible. It's in bad taste. It's, you know, um, I, I just often wonder what would have happened if, there, if the Hayes Code hadn't come in and movies had continued on the trajectory that they were going. So by 1940, you would have seen the kind of movies they were making in 1970. 
right. Yeah, you would have seen yeah, scanners maybe. in 1940. It would have been a very different world. Yes. <laughs> maybe. But, but also, you know, you think about when it was made. It was, you know, between the world wars, there was, there was that whole, you know, death meant something completely different. You know, now we're going through a pandemic. It's just, you know, everybody know, knew somebody that died too young. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to conquer death somehow. You know, they, they, death was the enemy and death was, it was, was a horrible specter out there that you had to overcome. There was not, you know, there was not the, maybe it was the roaring 20s. Maybe they had that, but, the, and who, who knew the horrors that were about to come you know, in, the, in the 30s and the 40s? I mean, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a different, whenever I think of my dad going through anything, I realize like what an easy life I've had compared to compared to the shit that he's had to put up with and the stuff mm-hmm. that he's seen. Right. That's why I tell him, just turn off the news. A bunch of pussies there on Fox News. You don't have to, you know, <laughs> screaming hysterically at shit. You've seen you've seen worse stuff than that. You know, you've lived through it. You've made it through worse stuff than that. I think you just want to remind me, have either of you guys ever seen a documentary called Wisconsin Death Trip? No. Joe? Documentary. Yeah, it's an amazing doc, and it's it's about these um, uh, photographs and letters that were found in this um, town in, in Jackson County, Wisconsin, um, put together a photo. It's very moody and evocative, but it ends up, you slowly realize it's it's um, a beautiful film, but it's kind of an essay on the nature of our relationship to death and how, just in watching it, you realize how radically it's changed in 100 years, you know, the way people thought about it then is people are almost like it's not something to be looked forward to but it's more of an irritation <laughs> you know right. some, some gunfighter in the old west gets shot and he goes damn i die and he collapses on the street <laughs> and um <laughs> it's just fascinating it's a really really great wait, uh, wait i gotta write this down wisconsin, wisconsin death trip yes uh definitely, All right. definitely recommend it and then and then you can tell us your next uh well, you know, let's go. Let's just go down the down the list. The bride, you know, the bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, that, that, that talk about a, a a tonal shift between the first film and the sequel. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of humor in the first picture, but it's mostly grim. But, yeah, right. but the, the second different. one is like he didn't really want to make it, and they right. he turned it down once. And then you know they finally come back and they talk him into doing because they had assigned another director to it. Uh, and when he came on, he obviously, they said, you can do what you want. And he turned it into a, 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 a movie that is sort of a comment on the first picture and is also um, a, sort of a, a parody of, of a lot of the conventions. The characters are, you know, really eccentric. <laughs> to say the least. Did you, you saw that first as a kid, Clancy, right? Yeah, probably. I probably saw it on like you know some Saturday creature feature or something. You know? Like, do you think you were old yeah. enough to catch the? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't find him find it scary at all. You know, my, my dad was the one that was just horrified by by all that. You know, and it, going back to the first one, yeah. the the scene that was cut, the of the little girl, little girl flower, yeah. right, getting getting thrown. They, they she he threw him threw her in the river or whatever, and the fact that it was cut sort of implied an even more horrible death because uh, you're talking about the haze code and the, you know how they couldn't deal with it and they, you know, just goes to show you 
that when people like stick their fingers in and try to make it less offensive, they do exactly the opposite. Very that's, often, that's, yeah. That's, 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 very, that's very true. And it happened when they tried to reissue it in 1938. They said, well, you can't have that. And so they took it out and it was, it was missing for decades and decades until I think the 80s. When they reissued it in the, what about the green? Wasn't there like a green, a green version or something like that? There was some of the prints were tinted green. Tinted green. I think that's probably what my dad saw. He saw some some green tinted thing. But yeah, that all. And then and and then they had sort of the 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 spin on that in the in the bride was the blind guy, right? The old blind man, right? And then when I did a movie called The Bride in the eighties. Uh, the spin we did on the blind guy was that uh, I, the, the creature, I was running away from the pitchforky mob and we go into the uh, go, I go into a little cubby hole to hide. And there's like an old blind beggar and and he comes up to me and I'm friendly because we all know the story of the kind blind man who doesn't see the horrible monster. And uh, he touches me and says, oh, relax, relax. And then he grabs me and he goes, he's here, he's here. <laughs> Everybody goes, get out of here. Punch him in the face and get going. Uh, and of course, that guy showed up in um, uh, Young Frankenstein as well. In Young Frankenstein, too, yes, right, but, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so how many, how many actual, actual uh, you know, film tropes, film, you know, Film shorthand, film language is, is, came out of the, the Frankenstein films. Yeah, that's yeah. such a great film. Come on, come on, Josh, you've used it. In a script. <laughs> Joe, come on, what, what, how have you ripped off Frankenstein? Oh, we steal it blind. <laughs> I think a little bit of stuff like that is too, you end up stealing from somebody who stole from something that stole from something that stole from the original film. Right. You don't even know that you're stealing from some original movie well, that's but, why we have that's why we have mr dante here that is correct i think i think i've told this before i wrote a script a million years ago it was a comedy and and i had a scene i felt really guilty because i stole it from the love bug where a guy's on a street at <laughs> no, night you felt guilty. and two two headlights are coming <laughs> towards him and he's about to get hit by this car and he cringes and they go around him and you realize it's two motorcycles I felt guilty about that forever. And then one day I'm watching a Buster Keaton short from, you know, 1919. And it's the exact same gag. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm stealing from thieves. <laughs> Almost everything uh, yeah. was done in silent movies already. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. What are, now, how does Son of Frankenstein figure into this? 20 years ago, in the barony of Frankenstein, a monster created by man stalked through the country, minging and killing. In time, Frankenstein, maker of the monster, died. The monster disappeared. Now, after 20 years, the son of Frankenstein returns, and fear grips the village anew. A man tainted by the blood of his father can forget his human soul and carry on the diabolical work of the Frankenstein. As a man, I should destroy him. But as a scientist, I should do everything in my power to bring him back to conscious life. Benson, turn on the generator. Produced on a vast scale, Universal Son of Frankenstein presents the most fearsome cast in the history of the screen. Um, well, you know, it's a that was a um, that came on the heels of a uh, horror ban. They stopped making horror pictures around 1936. 
and because uh, the code had come in, and they were they were they were verboten overseas, so they couldn't make any money with them. Really? Overseas. They just stopped making them, and wow. then uh, some enterprising exhibitor with nothing to play decided to find, uh, play a triple bill of Frankenstein, Dracula, and Son of Kong, I think, in a theater on Wilshire Boulevard, and for some reason it was a phenomenal. Uh, success and there were lines around the block and they started they reissued the pictures nationally and they were started making a lot of money and so universal said well you know I, I, this, this was the new universal the people who were proud to not make those kind of pictures said well you know maybe we better make, make another one of these pictures and they didn't just make it they spent a lot of money on it and so it's the most it's the longest and the most expensive uh, of the frankenstein pictures um, is it the best? And, no. I was like, no, it's not the best, but it's got a lot of good stuff in it. And and when when Mel Brooks was looking for things to steal, he stole a lot of stuff. From so a lot from that. You know, that was yeah. the whole thing with the one on the inspector and you know the, right. the darts, the darts in the arm and stuff. I mean, he just literally took all that stuff out because Brooks was a huge fan of the whole series, and so there's a lot of little nods throughout Young Frankenstein to all these different pictures. But Whale, Whale didn't direct it. So, so yeah. where was Whale at that point? Well, was, well, he was, uh, he, was uh, he had, had made a picture called The Road Back for Universal, and it was severely cut uh, because they were worried about the German market or something like that. And it, it, it kind of wrecked his career. And so he, uh, was, he was sort of in arrears at the time. And I, I, I don't think he would have done it, but they didn't ask him to do it. Um, yeah. They got a director named Roland B. Lee, who was a big high mucky muck at the Universal hierarchy. And um, what I what you got to love about him was that uh, they decided they would uh, hire Bella Lugosi and really not pay him much money uh, to play this this Igor character who had now become so iconic. Um, and when 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 Lee found out how they were uh, hoodwinking him, he vowed to keep him on the entire picture from first day to last. And also expand his part. So when you uh, when you see the movie, um, there's a, a lot of the movie that wasn't in the script. He just basically threw out the script and just winged it. And they have built these huge sets, which are very impressive. And um, I'm sure the original cut was much longer because there's scenes in the trailer that aren't in the movie. Uh, and uh, it's it's still a pretty it's a it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool movie. Yeah. <laughs> For the, for the yeah. record, Joe Dante has not seen every movie ever made. He says, <laughs> "Well, I just remember Lugosi stole it. I just yeah. think oh, he's stole, he completely yeah. stole that move. You know, explaining how he got he came down from the gallows. Oh my name! Oh, goodness. All right, what else do we got here, boys? Garris, Garris. What's the who's the mod, who's the modern horror meister? Aside there aren't from any. Ryan Spindell. Oh, well, you mean, I mean filmmakers? Filmmaker? Filmmakers, oh, yeah. I don't know. Is any Del Toro, maybe? Yeah, sure. Although he doesn't specialize, you know, necessarily in those those pictures. I mean, right. What was it? He did that. Go, he did that uh, ghost story. The uh, Crimson. Uh, uh, Crimson. Right. Right. Crimson. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not. Not. Not his. Not his best work. But. Um, um, but he, he loves the genre and he's got this amazing collection of stuff. I mean, he's got whole buildings to do just house his ephemera that he's collected over the years of all this. Oh, no stuff. kidding. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, are, there are definitely some great folks working in the genre today, I would say. I mean, yeah, beyond him, though, is there somebody who sort of towers above? I don't think anybody consistently. Aside from Joe. 
nobody consistently can make those kind of pictures because yeah. you know you you gotta you gotta make other kinds of movies too and so it's not like there's a who's the new hitchcock you know um right I mean, you know 20 years ago they would have said oh it must be brian de palma you know but there isn't one today do they do 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 you think the filmmakers like the actors do they get typecast do they get well, I, sure. mean, I mean, you get hired to make what they will let you make. And, you know, if you, if you do something successful in a genre, they say, okay, he's good at that. Let's have him make more of those, you know. But that wasn't always how it happened. I mean, you know, rubber wise. But he was an know. exception. And, and he used to get yeah, dissed yeah. because they said, well, he's got no style. All his movies are different. And it's like, no, that wasn't the point. He, was, <laughs> he, he, could, do every, he could do a great version of any kind of movie that he set his mind to because he was a good director. Right. Right, right. The Haunting, like I think that was the next movie after Sound of Music or something, or Sound yeah. of Music was after The Haunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, right, one-two punch there. I just love. I just that's just a little fact. And they, and he worked with. Uh, is he the first one that put Lugosi and uh, Karloff together? The no, they'd been together before, but they did a. He did a oh, great they, picture called The Body Snatcher with those. Right, guys. right, right. That's well, oh, that wasn't the first time. Okay. Did he ever do anything with uh, Christopher Lee or? Uh, any of those knuckleheads, no. Basil Rathbone or Rathbone? He might have. He might yeah. have. Rathbone might have been in something. But <laughs> come on, now I have all these questions. You're supposed to answer them, and I'm, but I've got to go see. Joe is okay. most of the answer. Joe is better than Wikipedia. I will say that. No, he's not. More reliable. <laughs> More reliable. What's your favorite, Josh? What's your what My was your favorite, favorite as, a kid? as a kid? What's the one that scared you the most? Well, I remember. My 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 dad used to take me to see wildly inappropriate films, and I remember um, as a kid going. Finally, uh, it's insane. There's a fantastic movie. It's not even a horror film called Night Watch with Elizabeth Taylor and Lawrence Harvey, and there were a couple of scenes towards the end of that that scared me so much as a tyke that I I said to my dad, no no more horror movies for a while. You know, I'm nine years old or something, and. Um, I went back and saw it again a few years ago, and it's just an amazing, smart, funny film that is not in any way, shape, or form a horror film. But I remember after kind of a moratorium as a kid, the, the somehow the the hype around Halloween, the movie, was somehow getting thrown away. It was just one of those movies you knew was special, and and I felt like I was ready to to venture into those waters again after a couple of years off. And I remember going to see it. Uh, on uh, on the way home from school one day in the afternoon in Philadelphia, and I it is one of the greatest times I've ever had in the theater. I mean, it scared the shit out of me, but I just remember <laughs> loving that, you know. And it was the first time in a long time I had been scared in a movie and had enjoyed the experience of being scared. Um, and that was like it was walking into Halloween with no expectation. Or this is a world where like no one knows who John Carpenter is except for a few people who've seen right. some of his early stuff and. It was not a genre that had, you know, there'd been a couple, I'd seen Black Christmas, you know, a couple of years earlier, which was sort of a similar theme and been scared by that one too. But um, yeah, I think in terms of like scariest experience in a movie theater unexpectedly and just loving it, probably Halloween, which I wish, this is, I, I wish it was something more obscure, but. <laughs> if, would, would, you, would you see it? Is that like a movie that you would love to see for the first time again or something? Oh, yeah. Or, or, yeah. But you can't, you can't, it, you'll never have that same experience. Yeah, you can't, right. You can't go home again. <laughs> yeah. 
Isn't that, I mean, but it's, it's wonderful when those movies continue to work, but there is something about going back to a movie and trying, just hoping that you'll have that first experience again. And, and uh, you never do, but yeah, it's great. When just nostalgia. Just yeah. nostalgia now. <laughs> a lot of time, Halloween's way more. I mean, I, I watch it every few years and it's always a pleasurable experience. Um, but, but yeah, nothing, it'll never be that again. The music always sends me. Yeah, the, the, that that little soundtrack, little dun 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 dun. Same thing with yeah. Exorcist. Those tubular bells, they'll send it sends me right back into that into that uh, psychic space. Yeah, there's a great. Oh my god, I think it was Ice T sampled the theme from Halloween in a rap about 15 years ago, and it's so good. It's so evocative. It's just <laughs> I was amazed no one had done it before then, or that I had never heard anyone do it before. But yeah, his his themes are incredible. What about this kid that did uh, Heredity and and Midsummer? Those are pretty scary movies. I I Have yeah, Joe that? wasn't a big fan of Midsummer. If I recall, I think we've duked oh, it yeah, out. Oh I I loved it. Did you um, duke it out? Yeah. I I loved it. I didn't. Hereditary disturbed me in in ways that I didn't. I did not enjoy being disturbed. If that makes sense. It's that kind of Rosemary's Baby kind of, you know, old people that are. That are messing, that are playing around with things they shouldn't be playing around with, type of a thing. Oh, in midsummer. That, you know, no, no, oh, well, both. Too. I mean, both, sort of. You know, that sort of uh, people that you normally would associate with being loving and yeah. harmless people are are yes. making deals with the devil and <laughs> for their. <laughs> Yeah, and really don't give a shit about you at all. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really it's a, it's a theme in his work. <laughs> right, that's true. I thought there's something about Ruth Gordon when you know she just smiles at you with those sweet little old lady eyes, and you know she just wants <laughs> you to die. That's just fucking horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. That's where I'm going next. I'm sure yep. that's Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, yeah. I'll be doing some kind of. Oh, with you. Yeah. Something like that, you know. That'll be some the next thing somebody offers me. Well, you you carry yeah. baggage, unfortunately. It's it's uh, I, yeah. I see you coming. It takes me a minute to be like, am I gonna is he gonna be a nice guy in this one or is he a whereas you know Ruth Gordon, you're like, Oh, it's Ruth Gordon. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry, I hate to say this to a guest. You're you're you no one's ever gonna see Clancy Brown coming and go, Oh, it's Clancy Brown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to earn it. You have to earn it. <laughs> Oh, well. well, then you got to go see. Then you then you got to go see uh, uh, a promising young woman uh, Christmas movie with Carrie Mulligan. It's Christmas. Oh, are you uh... kind of a? No, I, I I play her dad. I'm a very nice guy. Uh, oh, uh, oh, just a, just a couple of scenes, but she's nobody wants that. She's, you don't she's, kill her. Well, she's she. You kill her, right? The, no, no. <laughs> All I do is love her like a, you know, like a, like she's my kid. I worry about her, and she just is wreaking havoc on all the, all the creepy men in her life. Uh, is this and women. Theme? And this coming out this Christmas. Yeah, yeah, kind of a Me Too kind of thing. Uh, direct, written and directed by uh, one of the alums of uh, of uh, Killing Eve, Emerald Fennel. Emerald oh, cool. Fennel. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good, really good. Cool. We will, we will look say. for it. Yeah, look for that. After um, you watch, after you watch the Mortuary Club. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because that doesn't sound like a Halloween film. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. Evergreen. It's my Halloween is my Christmas. 
I'm with you. I, I always say um, uh, Halloween is my favorite religious holiday and Christmas is my favorite secular holiday. There you go. <laughs> um, do you have any well, more? This scary? year, I don't think oh. there's going to be much of either. Uh, no. You ever do a Christmas movie, Joe? Gremlins? Gremlins. Yeah, I know. I know. But was it a Christmas movie, really? I mean, Gremlins. It's played at Christmas. It, it takes place okay. at Christmas. It's Christmas. All right, fair enough. Got Silent the worst Night Santa Claus story ever. <laughs> but do people know this Halloween? And if you're listening to us, Halloween is coming in a few days. Halloween this year, it's killing me. It's on a Saturday, and it's a right. full moon. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great time to run it's around. Perfect. With a mask on. Nothing on people. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes. Um, Where, uh, you got kids in your neighborhood? Either one of you? Oh, they, we, they we don't. Usually, we usually have kids in that. We 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 won't this year, but we usually do. Do you? Do you know? Do you know their parents? We we've got kids in our neighborhood. Do you know the parents or uh, anything? Because sometimes, sometimes, but not, it it depends. There's a lot of attrition in my neighborhood. People come and they move, and they buy a house for you know they got some local job, and they buy the house for uh, two years, and then they leave. So you never get to really know the kids. Oh, that's too bad. But we're going to, we have, I live in a little cul-de-sac and there's uh, like three families with kids. And so we're going to, my wife has said, I'm not going to let Halloween go by. I need to see these kids. That's great. So we're going to, we're going to conspire with their parents and put little bags of goodies out there and let them, let them come and trick or treat at the old man Brown, old man Brown's house. (laughs) <laughs> but I gotta think of something. I gotta think of something really creepy to put inside their bag, you know. That they're reaching in for the for the Snickers bar, you know. Not a not anything that'll hurt them. Not like a mouse. Well, having 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 seen <laughs> having having seen your new movie, yeah, you could put condoms in there. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh Joseph. Well, wait. Um, kids might be a little bit young for that. Wait, yes. wait, wait, wait you see the movie. Now you know I've seen them all. Now, now you know why you don't want to trick or treat in, in Mr. Dante's neighborhood. Um, I'll give you a comment. <laughs> my set gift at the end of this movie, you know, Astoria is such a weird place. They had a they had a a, a, you know, a resell of a, a, a you know a weird reseller, you know, a repurposed department store that had uh, that had things were for sale on consignment, you know, antiques and whatnot. And but the weirdest thing in it, and I grabbed as many as I could for a set gift, were these little dental, uh, these these dental waxes that had baby teeth in them, inset Ooh. into them, Ooh. different teeth. <laughs> it's I, it's the strangest, most bizarre thing I ever saw. I bought as many as I could. That was my set gift to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is the the. The uh, the teeth would fall out because they're just they're not glued in there they're just like stuck in wax. Oh, this is worse by the minute. But like who would who would give that to a consignment house? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you think I can get for these? <laughs> <laughs> that is horrible. Horrible. Truly horrible. No, but it's great. It's horrible. But it's oh, I love it. Um, have you got have you got any more for us? Or are we uh, we come to the I end? I don't know, man. Childhood horror films. We could we could. You know, we could talk about Rosemary's Baby or The Exorcist or, you know, Exorcist still to this day is one of the things that scares me the most. I can't, Did you see it when it I was new? Yeah, I can't watch it. I can't. Really? I can't watch it. <laughs> I can't watch it. 
I were think you... the first time I saw it was I was in college. Actually, I didn't see it when it was new. I saw all the all the hype around it, but I don't think it was rated X, right? Mm, I, I think so. it was rated. Yeah, it was rated X originally, and I couldn't see it. I was I was too I was too young. Back when they rated things X, like uh, 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 well, you you were were you let me know, were you raised do were you Catholic? Are you Catholic? Were you raised? No. Or? Because I feel like that movie has a, a special resonance for totally. folks who are raised in that. Although my the person I know who loves it the most and is most terrified by it is Jewish, so I have no explanation for that. But there you go. Um, but I saw it in college, and uh, you know I, I decided to sleep over with my girlfriend that night, and I woke up in the middle of the night convinced that she was yeah a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like how long suddenly, did that last? My girlfriend, or how yeah. long did she, was she a demon? That we would have to. I got over it. Okay, good. It was cute. <laughs> but what to is this day, I can't wait. They they always re-release it too. There's always like. Well, yeah. they always try to put. The, well, here's a, here's a scene you never saw, yeah. and then they, yeah, they right. Put it back in. There's like 27 different versions of it. <laughs> do they give it back to you? Do they give it back to the? Do they give it back to the director? I think Friedkin did his own version of it, you know, supposedly. And right. the one with the upstairs, upstairs, backwards, walking upstairs thing. Oh, but they, which I guess that. they had shot and cut out of the movie. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, there's, there's, if a picture is successful, they find a million ways to re-merchandise it and to try right. to say that there's something new in it, you know, whether there is or not. Right. To the point where they'll invent new technologies. Yeah. It's are we at the yeah. end of technology with streaming? I mean, are we well, at the end of it? Well, we're. It's not the end of it, but it's there's going to be streaming for the foreseeable future, I think. Uh, and yeah. look at all these movies. Pixar's new movie, which was supposed to be supposed to be one of their best movies, called Soul, I think, uh, is um, they they bypassed theaters. They just can't. They don't want to wait another year. Oh, is it not coming? Is they're going to not stream? coming out of the country. Oh man, that's a horror show right there. That well, it is. It's a horror show. show if you happen to own a theater. Right. right. What do you think is what's gonna happen with like James Bond and Wonder Thing? James Bond is Wonder Woman is the only one that is still currently scheduled to open this year at Christmas. And I think all bets are off. Yeah. Particularly since today the headline, I mean, I know you'll be hearing this later, but the headline today was that there's a resurgence all over the world uh, of this thing. You know, places that thought they had it figured out. Thought they had it locked down, have now discovered that the, 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 because as soon as people, as soon as people think they've conquered it, they just go back to the ways that they were in January, and that's and like they're doing in Florida, and it's not going to work. You know, it's just people just get, keep getting reinfected. You know how it's going to work? I'll tell you how it's going to work. Drive-ins, drive-ins will be will they be. Are. No, they are drive-ins have had a resurgence, and now any parking lot can become a drive-in with yeah. technology. Right. That was on the cover. That was the front page of the LA Times today. Hmm. <laughs> they had a they, up at the Chavez Ravine. They had a big picture, the big screen of the ball game on, and, and fans yeah. drove up. No, that's right? that's the way to do uh, um, social distancing while actually being with a crowd. You know, and that's the whole thing. Drive-ins, man. And entertainment is you got to be able to see it with people. Yeah. And I do you know this crazy. Uh, yeah. a, a couple months ago, the number one movie in America. Joe, tell them what the number one movie in America. You know what I'm saying. Number one movie in America a few months ago was Gremlins. Gremlins. Because it was showing in more drive ins than anything yeah, else. So. <laughs> right. 
Yes. Does anybody want to remake Gremlins? Are they trying to do that? And they've been trying to do it for a long time, and uh, they've good. quite figured it out yet. We do need Gremlins. How about the drive? We got to do like drive-in pictures next, like uh, you know, White Line Fever and. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when when I was working for Corman, all the movies were made for driving, and right. and, uh, and there was a, a, a don't have too many night scenes. They'd say because you know the drive it doesn't look good in the driving. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. It never occurred to me. Oh, yeah. well, you know, I mean, and and of course there was always a, an urge to start the picture before it was really dark. So the beginnings of the movie are all washed out. You know, it's like you can't see anything. Uh, and then if there's a lot of night scenes, and, and also they saved money on the projectors because they didn't want to, you know, trim the arcs because it was too expensive. So they would, they would dim them down. And so, you'd, and, and depending on where your driver was located, if there was a lot of ambient light coming from the highway or anything like that, it would wash out the screen. And when you combine that with the crappy sound, <laughs> it really wasn't the greatest way to see a movie. But now the technology is completely different. The picture is so much brighter now. You can do it in the daytime. Right. And we can Bluetooth it through our through our Bose yeah. speakers in our in yeah. our Land Rovers or whatever we're driving. Or our Mitsubishi's oh, or a who Toyota. Says things aren't better. Come on. Absolutely, <laughs> right? We can come on. Let's go back to drive-ins. I'm all for that. I'm I'm in. Um, well, let, let's go out on this then, Clancy. You put me on the spot, so I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the scariest thing you've ever seen in a movie? What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? And and you can't scary. see the Mortuary Collection. No, I can't. I can't. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> scariest movie. You know, whatever I say, it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't hold up. You no, know? but just but you, but your recollection. Yeah, the, what scared me the most, I, I would have to say it was it was The Exorcist, and that, because that scare was a slow burn that stayed with me, that stayed with me for months and months and months, and and gets reignited if if I'm dumb enough to watch it again, really? you know, watch a new cut of it, yeah, or or even watch a sequel, you know, the, the sequels weren't that good, but. You know, uh, the Blatty one was pretty good. The Blatty one's great. Um, yeah. 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 Great. That one was pretty good. But, you know, the that one just, the tubular bells start playing. And I yeah. just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to put it. My mind just goes to a, a fearful place. I think we even talked about this in the show how that, that music was originally supposed to, you know, as conceived by Mike Oldfield, the last mm -hmm. place in the world you'd expect it to end up in as a horror film. Right. Yeah, no, it's like it's kind that's of why we're happy. It's like new agey yeah. sort of yeah. relax and say um <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no. How about you, Joe? What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Uh yeah, I not have to hold up, even if you were five. Uh, well, I'm it when I was a kid, a different thing scared me. Giant ants scared me. So sure. I was, I saw them and I scared them. because they were giant ants. You know, and I, I didn't want them in my bedroom. And, and, uh, <laughs> I thought they were coming. Um, but I think the scariest movie I ever saw was The Innocents. Oh, okay. Ooh. Can I change my answer? Because <laughs> <laughs> that is really a creepy movie. Yeah. I mean, it really cre creeps up on you. And, and now there's a, uh, there's a TV version of it called The Haunting of Bly House, which is I, not exactly the same story, but very similar. Except oh, really? I didn't... I, set yeah, in the 80s. Okay. It's supposed to be... It, it's one of... I've been reading about it, and people have been saying that they've been watching the show and they can't sleep after they see it, that they can't look in the mirror, they have to turn the mirrors to the wall. Um, mm. 
I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's supposed to be pretty scary. But it's a very scary movie. And the great thing about about the movie is and the story is that it's we don't know whether the ghosts are real or whether the heroine is crazy. And and there's enough evidence for both in the movie. So it's uh, it's it really it's a it's a it's a great rewatch. Awesome. Um, there you go, Clancy. Thank you so much for Josh, you don't have to answer you that asked, question. Oh no, I said Halloween was my. Uh, oh okay, was, okay. Uh, yeah, we did that. That's why. That's why I felt okay turning it on you. Was, uh, ah okay. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, no. But thank you so much for doing this. This is fun. Clancy. Have a have yeah, a great Halloween. I, I those kids in your neighborhood are. Uh, uh, I, I envy them. As, as a kid, we didn't we didn't have a Clancy Brown down the street from us who would, uh, you know, terrify us at Halloween. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get made up as the Wolf Man. I'm gonna so. say yeah, get get get, get <laughs> that up in character. And the movie, seriously, it's really fun, and it's got some great scares in it. And uh, the Mortuary Collection, um, it's on Shutter, uh, just great stuff. So it's your new Halloween tradition. Yes, there you go. There you go. Along with the Innocence and uh, and Exorcist. Halloween and Exorcist. There you go. Awesome. Thanks. Thank, thank you, sir. Nice to see you. Our show was recorded from several well-stocked bunkers. We can't wait to get back to beautiful downtown Burbank. We're the official podcast of TrailersFromHell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That Made. And please, whatever you do this weekend, have a fantastic Halloween, Halloween. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details